Considering people and considering humanity and considering the human race, I think one thing that really does make us better is our ability to fall down. Um, uh, when we fall down, we, we generate feelings in others that, that, that are really positive, feelings of joyfulness, release of serotonin and dopamine um, when we fall down. Um, we... We, we might cause pain in people, but that pain is usually only felt in the stomach as it contracts from these involuntary actions of joy and just sheer amusement at the effect that this person has fallen down. Like, that's just funny, and I like laughing at people falling down. the stars aligned in our favor they most certainly have not because if they did we wouldn't be talking about what we're talking about today hey would they um but it's usually not the stars that's the issue it's usually a bunch of executives or like some people that are unhappy like a large group of people like maybe a minority group or something but like you know these people have feelings and their feelings lead to shows being cancelled because <laughs> that's that's today that's today's topic that's what we're getting into today i'm going to be talking about a few cancelled cartoons and just like the whole idea behind like shows getting cancelled because sometimes really good shows get cancelled and nobody can really say why and that makes me sad and I don't like being sad. Or maybe I do like being sad. Maybe I'm addicted to sadness. Who knows? But we're talking about a few cancel shows. Um, uh, and how I'm going to do this is I'm, I'm just gonna, you know, get into, like, what was the show about? Um, like, talk about any, like, notable things about these shows. Um, and then, like, get into, like, why they were actually cancelled. And, like... I think something that I'm really trying to do is to point out that like sometimes it's like for really stupid reasons and sometimes it's like for really unfair reasons and sometimes it's like really warranted but also sometimes not at the same time and it's really complex and one thing that always needs to be remembered whenever considering anything regarding animation is just the sheer scope of an animated show in terms of the number of people it takes to create it the number of salaries the number of moving parts that need to work together to produce even just minutes of animated footage um it's just it's it's a lot um something that i i like using as like a point of reference for this is the fact that in each second of animated footage you have 24 individually drawn, colored in frames. Yeah, so, you know, keeping one, keeping these things running takes a lot. And sometimes they get cancelled. And that's what we're going to talk about. The shows I have selected for this episode are Chowder, the Cartoon Network show Chowder. 
um, 12 Forever, the Netflix show 12 Forever, Clone High, the MTV show Clone High, Megas XLR, the Cartoon Network show Megas XLR, and Final Space, the Netflix show Final Space. Um, These were my choices. I don't intend to uh, justify why I chose them. I just did. Let's get into it. So first up on this journey of discussing the death of some shows, we have Chowder, the Cartoon Network classic Chowder from the young um, mid-2000s. It was was, was quite, quite a noticeable show. was one of those along with flapjack and adventure time that sparked cartoon network's revolution at the time which makes its cancellation all the more sad and all the more tragic and all the more just plain stupid but later what was chowder chowder was a show about well the titular character chowder was an aspiring young chef in his I don't want to say mentor but sort of like bosses it was like there it was like a catering business I guess and the boss's name was Mung Dal which I just find quite um cool I don't know Mung Dal was his boss and he was an aspiring chef and he would often get Involved with like some zany bullshit and cause some shit because what is a mid two thousands kids show even an early two thousands kids show without a hyperactive character getting into some bullshit? I wish Chowder, but you know the humor was incredible. The art and background designs were actually really gorgeous. It was a it was an overall it was a good show. Nobody complained about it that I could recall um it did well um did it do very well I think the fact that it actually went on for three seasons before it was cancelled was an indication that it was doing well Cartoon Network had you know reason to keep it coming back and you know it did win a primetime Emmy award um uh, for some reason, I didn't write what in what category in my notes, but it won a primetime Emmy award, and it was nominated in two other categories. Like that's 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 uh, that's that's something to be proud of, but, uh, you know. Uh, that in my book, that is, you know, uh, you win an award, you know, like an Emmy. Like if my cartoon won an Emmy, I would be like, oh my word. I'm a company that's going to like bulk this Emmy award winning cartoon Chowder going on for another 12 you know you see you get it like how but anyway (laughs) it went on to win an Emmy a primetime Emmy award and um was part of the cultural zeitgeist for a while and even up until quite recently we had um famous rapper Little Nas X name a whole song after a character from Jowda. Um that song Panini about I don't know Sky Jackson being weird and some shit was based off of 
the character Panini from Chowder, who was like Chowder's yandere. Um, she'd tell everybody she's her, she's his girlfriend, even though uh, he kind of can't stand her a little bit. But um, very problematic trope. Um, but yeah, that. that you know, Lil Nas X named a song after that character, and yeah, it was cancelled. The show was cancelled. Why was it cancelled? Well, I'll tell you why, um, and what I'll tell and how I will tell you is by quoting the creator. Oh, because yeah, this show was created by a guy named C.H. Greenblatt, who created the show. Um, and he made a Tumblr post. And in the Tumblr post, he was quoted saying, The network is the one who pulled the plug on. What? What? Wow. No, actually, um, yeah, I've got it right here. No, we would have been happy to do more. The network is the one who pulled the plug. The show didn't fit with the new older boys demographic and that's gonna come back a little bit later because this quote-unquote older boys demographic seemed to be an incredibly narrow little 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 petal tube little passage that only like maybe people get into that but that's why because the cartoon network as a studio decided they were going in this very narrow specific direction and child just didn't fit the ball after three seasons and a, a primetime Emmy just didn't fit the bill. And uh, I don't know if you can tell, but I was big mad about it at the time. I was quite a big Chowder fan. And when I found out that Chowder was being cancelled, I was sad. I was real sad. I was like, oh. But yeah. Anyway, um, I feel like they did do a good job of finishing the show off, though. Um, the finale did feel poignant enough to close off a pretty zany wacky series and solidify the point it was trying to make which was well okay not solidify the point that the series was trying to make the finale was trying to make the point that like child needed to grow up and it did a pretty good job of doing that i think um i if you've never watched chowder before i suggest doing it it's a whole lot of episodic fun it's wacky food-based adventures and will have you hungry and nauseous at the same time and i think that's special it's not something you see very often and it is sad that it was cancelled and who knows what the future might hold i mean these dead things be coming back from the grave all the time in big 2020 all the 2020 years 2022 is this year i suppose um but yeah, so Chowder, hey? Rest in peace, Chowder. Gone but never forgotten. We love you. This next one is an interesting one for me. And it's because it kind of... There's like w- weird lore around why it was cancelled. Um, and that's the show 12 Forever, the Netflix show 12 Forever. Um, created by 
Julia Vickerman, who was quite a veteran at the time. She'd worked on like the Powerpuff Girls and Clarence and like a bunch of other Cartoon Network stuff. And she'd pitched the show to them, and they were just like, "Nah." And then she pitched it to Netflix, and Netflix was like, "Yeah." Um, so Twelve Forever revolved around this little, which was like twelve, I suppose. <laughs> Your old girl named Reggie, who just had a wild imagination and refused to grow up as they do, um, and this unwillingness to grow up and refusal to accept reality was so powerful that it manifested itself in her ability to travel to an island with her two friends that she had decided to name Endless, where she would be twelve forever and she would go on adventures with the toys from her house that would just be on this island and she would battle it out with the villain of the series which was the butt witch i fucking love the butt witch <laughs> but yeah um it really starts it off feeling like this fun little episodic thing but as it progressed there was sort of like a sinister feel to endless and it really did drum up a lot of like feelings of anxiety around what's actually going on in the show um and I, when i found out it was cancelled i was sad because it was like that's a lot of wasted potential right there but yeah um one of the things that i quite loved about the show was um the fact that at the time it was from 2015 um that's when the only season was released um it you know add a little bit of that lgbtqia plus representation um reggie very evidently had a crush on this older girl named connelly that she was somehow constantly bumping into and it was so cute because it was like yes i mean sure we've got shira and the princesses of power where we've got all these you know like boss ass sapphic um characters and then like and it's like what about the useless lesbian trope like we never see that and reggie was that she was a useless lesbian um and i love that for us i love that we got that and but you know it was not meant to be forever eventually you know it came out that there was not going to be a season 2 and then people started questioning why and this is what is interesting to me because a lot of the theories now this is purely theory like um, i don't want to be accusing anybody of anything unfounded but it was posited that the reason that the show was cancelled was because old posts of julia become in the creator of the show sort of harassing an underage boy online and sort of self-identifying as a pedophile in sort of like a jokey post she was joking and she's come out and said that she was joking um you know nobody knows what the truth is also paris but you know that that did happen and you know apparently Netflix had caught wind of it and trying to get in front of it by canceling but that just wasn't the truth um and it was like this story that had been concocted on the internet blew up or well, wasn't really concocted but pieced together 
on the internet blew up and the truth of the matter is the studio that had done Top Forever Puny Entertainment went down and nobody else would pick it up and it was just that it was just a sad case of eh, it's, it's it's not bad but it's just not good enough to be picked up by anybody else after the studio went down but on the flip side there was this this massive controversy that was now around the show and yeah very interesting to me very interesting to me to have been there um as somebody who like saw the pilots and was like this looks like it could be really cool and then like watched the show and was like this is really cool and then was like excited for a season 2 that you know i found out would never come and then also being caught up in you know the controversy of it all and like you know not knowing the full story and just being like oh no now i have to feel some type of way about the show that i really like because the creator might be you know not a good human being and it's like you know <sighs> um yeah so tall forever i think i could do with a revival I'd love to see where it was going. Maybe Julia could do some comics or something, but yeah, how is that? <laughs> Next up, we have a cartoon that is very formative to me because I watched this cartoon when I was but 8 years old <laughs> and i perhaps should not have watched this cartoon when i was but 8 years old because this cartoon was definitely targeted at an audience perhaps 10 years senior to that age um okay well, it wasn't that bad but like i think it had like a teenage restriction but y- you know it was definitely it was an adult cartoon and that was MTV's Clone High um this was a cartoon from 2002 and it was created by uh three white men um it was created by Phil Lord it was created by Christopher Miller and it was created by Phil Lawrence it was created by Phil Bull and Chris Chris Bull and Phil Crawl Crawl Anyway um <laughs> the show uh, revolved around well i mean it did have a main character but it kind of revolved around this high school that was made up of clones of historical figures like important and notable historical figures our main character was the clone of abraham lincoln who was kind of like you know your generic early well he wasn't generic but he was like based off the generic um early 2000s loser high school loser archetype um and his best friend was mahatma gandhi who was just short loud horny and always trying to turn up um and we'll get into that whole thing a little bit just now but um yeah and he 
had another friend who was Joan of Arc, who had the hugest crush on him, but he had a crush on like Cleopatra, who's like the heather of this high school, like the popular Regina George, um, the you know the popular mean girl who's dating like the annoying bonehead jock, who is the clone of John F. Kennedy. Um, yeah, that. <laughs> Zany, kind of raunchy, kind of crass early two thousands high school drama. Think like, like American Pie without all the titties, but like cartoon, but like these teenagers kind of have tendencies based off of historical figures, except for Gandhi, who was just. A problem that we'll get into later. And yeah, I was that was clown high. Uh, some of my favorite things about the show is the fact that like JFK, the the jock, the bonehead, the the douchebag, had two dads, and I can't remember if that was handled very well. But I don't remember being mad about it. And I'm a gay, so I would have been. Um, Yeah, that was something I liked about it. I enjoyed the show. I thought it was hilarious. Even rewatching it a few years ago, I was like, "This is funny. I want more of this." But it was cancelled after one season, after airing on MTV for one season. Within a year, it was cancelled. It was cancelled quite um, unceremoniously, and the reason for its cancellation came swiftly after its airing as well.、Um, But anyway,、uh, MTV was an interesting, like, source of cartoons back in the day because you had shows like Beavis and Butthead that had this like disturbing art style. It was like really crass. Like maybe you couldn't even understand what the characters were saying. But in all of that, it was saying something. And if you paid attention, it was like really interesting. And my absolute favorite thing about Beavis and Butthead is that it both died, which was. Incredible! It it was probably the best thing to come out of MTV in terms of animation, in my opinion. If you've not watched Daria, go watch it. It is incredible. But yeah, so in this like vein, they decided to try something a little bit more. And I mean, MTV had been known for doing all for like teetering the line of controversy, but they did the show and. You know, there was this character, this Mahatma Gandhi character that was just not a good look、um, for anybody.、Um, and over in India, where Gandhi is revered and is a spiritual leader and the rest of it, they were big mad, and rightfully so, of course.、Um, but they were big mad.、Um, They held a hunger strike outside of MTV offices in India, and there was so much anger and outrage that it they pulled the show and was cancelled after one season. And once again, you kind of have to be like, yeah, that, that makes sense. That's that's understandable, I think, in my opinion. They could have handled that character very differently, but they didn't. 
and for that reason the show is cancelled. But it's coming back apparently. We'll see about that. I, I, won't, I won't lie, I'll be happy if it does come back. But yeah, that was Clown High. A fun time, if you ask me. There is a phrase that has carried through my life and had become a defining phase, especially during like my anime phase. Phrase. Defining phrase, especially during my anime phase. Uh no. <laughs> um and that phrase was in fact lyrics. And those lyrics were in fact from a theme song. And that theme song was for to from a Cartoon Network show that ran from 2004 to 2005. It had two series. It was created by two dudes, Jody Schaefer and George Christick, and that show was Megas XLR and that phrase was I dig giant robots you dig giant robots we dig giant robots and yeah (laughs) throughout my life I've loved the giant robots trope I've loved Mecha Um, most of my favorite anime are Mecha anime Um, Neon Genesis Evangelion uh, Code Geass um, I can't think of any more because I didn't realize I was going to be talking about anime. Uh, for anybody interested, no, I'm I'm not a particularly reliable source for anime information because I kind of stopped watching anime in like 2014 for no apparent reason. Just put it down and didn't pick it up again. Like 80% of the books on my shelf, but yeah. Megas XLR was a show on Cartoon Network that I used to fucking love when I was a small child, a small little kiddo back when I like was still like running around um, on the grass with my white socks and then getting a hiding for coming home with like bright red socks that are actually supposed to be white and it, it really sparked my love of giant robots. I love giant robots. The thoughts of like giant mechanical men just turned me the fuck on. Um, and this show was really funny and it was interesting because unlike your anime mecha tropes that were very slick, like your mecha pilots were like these highly trained, like cool guys, these were like two slobs. Um, to like bone not boneheads but like you know gamer slacker dudes who just like chilled in the basements and played video games and ate junk food um who like found these giant robots and then like built them into their cars or some shit and then would like fight baddies and stuff and it like had a story and it was really cool and i loved it and it was cancelled it ran for two seasons and it was cancelled. It was cancelled and and it was cancelled and then it was no more. Then there was no more Omegas XLR. And my little self could not understand why because I was just so small. This was like the same time around like I was maybe nine or ten. Like I was tiny. 
I was like five inches tall and like if you threw me against a wall I would just like splat on it and I just could not understand why this show was I was never gonna get any new episodes and here I am 25,650 years later finally answering that question and the answer to that question well you know there was a merger you know parent company merged with another company to make a new company and in the merger Megas XLR was axed um it just wasn't picked up it was you know it was just another sad case of it just wasn't good enough um why wasn't it good enough well, because it didn't fit in with Cartoon Network's demographic that skewed a little towards younger boys. Remember when we talked about Chowder and how Chowder was cancelled because it was too young? Omega's well, XLR was too old. And I don't see the demographics being too far apart for those two shows. These were two Cartoon Network shows from pretty much... Well, Magus was a little bit earlier than Chowder, but from similar eras, like an era before, like one before the other. And we see the same thing with Cartoon Network. is like, you're just not quite right, even though your show is popular, even though we've ordered another season, which means that the first season was profitable. It made us money, which means that we're just being greedy or some shit like that. And makes me big mad i don't i don't um like that feeling that sucks It's a mandala list of the things and it's actually something that I've very recently been upset about. Um, this is a very fresh tender point for me because I only very recently uh, finished the, the final season that will be created of this show. Um, and you know, um, uh, what happened is I cancelled my Netflix. Um, my Netflix uh, what, what is it? Membership? Subscription? I cancel my Netflix subscription. So I was like trying to get it in with like all the things that I hadn't quite finished yet. And one of those things is Final Space. Um, I don't know if I've actually said that I'm talking about Final Space yet, but I'm talking about Final Space. Created by the comedian and actor and other things, Olan Rogers. 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 <laughs> uh, Final Space was a Netflix original animated show that uh, ran for three seasons um, on the Netflix um, platform. Is it a platform? Streaming service? Whatever. And it was, it was very, like for me, it was like a thing that I was quite happy about because one of the big production companies that was like making the show was Konako and if you don't know who Konako is it's actually a portmanteau of Conan and company um, 
because this is Conan O'Brien's production company. And if you don't know who Conan O'Brien is, well, too damn bad. Uh, and yeah, I kind of love pretty much anything that Conan touches. Uh, if uh, so, yeah, I was excited for the show. I loved the show. Season ones through three of this show were incredible. I thoroughly enjoyed them. Um, if you've, what was the show about? The show is about this 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 prisoner who was like imprisoned in a ship in space. His name was Gary, and he could never have a cookie. And he had a robot that annoyed him, and a ship who was just like there and answered his questions and stuff. And he was in love with this girl, who was also kind of the reason he was imprisoned. Um, and her name was Quinn. And he would like send her messages like every day and shit. And then, and then some shit happens. And then there's like these things called Titans, which are like ancient giant celestial beings who wanna like kill and destroy everything. And they exist in this like alternate dimension called Final Space. And then there's like a good guy whose like name is Bolo, who's also like a Titan, who's like trying to stop them, but he's like also imprisoned. And it's just like it's a really incredible comedic space opera cartoon that is just a mash of things that shouldn't make sense, but it does. And it's just so much fun. And I was so excited to start season three. And the emotional roller coaster that it was, because wow, the show can take you on a wild ride of the emotions, the emotions, the emotions. Because it's like, well, you know, you fall in love with these really well written and very real feeling characters, and and also like you have this like incredible cast of comedians in the right and in the writing room as well, um, and you know, like. I think for me, one of my favorite voices from the show was that of Fox, who is voiced by the comedian and actor Ron Funches, who has the most whimsical and wonderful, fun voice out there, attached to like this character that has a literal gun for a hand,、um, you know. And it's like it was. I think a brilliant idea, and it was handled by the right people, but it was not handled by the right company, because this one too was cancelled for stupid reasons that resulted from a boardroom where the creators weren't even present.、Um, this one was also cancelled because two companies were like, "Hey, let's get together and like just cut all these things." All these loose ends off, so that you know we don't have to worry about those expenses now that we're fresh, new, mashed up together.、Um, it's quite sad because the creator Olin Rogers,、um, the creator of Final Space, his name is Olin Rogers. Olin Rogers, the creator of Final Space,、uh, put out like this video where he like talks about it. I think it's like six or seven minutes long, and it's just like he gets so sad and he cries like man tears, and it's just. It's 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 sad that the show was cancelled in the way it was because it was good because it was given the acclaim it was because it、uh, it was a really good show, but Netflix also kind of sucks. 
when it comes to animation and the directions that they're going in. Not good. And I don't know. Who knows? Perhaps we'll get into that at a later stage. But for now, those are my final thoughts on Final Space. Finally. So now that I'm just like closing up the thoughts I have on cancellations and cancelled things and things that, you know, being cancelled for stupid reasons, um, I feel like I should just throw in an honorable mention, Steven Universe, which wasn't cancelled, but its lifespan was severely shortened when Rebecca Sugar decided to push back her hardest to insist that the wedding would happen. Um, the lifespan of the show was cut. The potential for its epilogue series was severely reduced. All because funding for the show would be severely cut as well. By Because the show relied on um, funding from the International Department of Cartoon Network when... A lot of the international countries um, were not happy with this wedding because, you know, this wedding between two sentient space rocks kind of looked like two ladies getting married. And, oh, my God, that's literally just the worst thing that could possibly ever happen, right? How dare you show this on... How dare you show a wedding on kids' TV? Um, (laughs) So... Uh, like the whole thing of these corporates and art being sort of reliant on a bunch of suits with no hearts apparently kind of sucks and the industry as a whole the animation industry as a whole kind of gives exploitative it gives not great um while i was doing research for this episode a few things that some of the creators said specifically ch greenblatt and i'm not quoting this is all paraphrasing as well as um mr olan they kind of spoke about the fact that they were relieved they were glad to have free time they were glad to be able to rest and recuperate from having to create these shows and for me that's just like it's a hectic thing that these two creators who poured their hearts and souls into creating this thing that is their art like they relieved that it's over because it was just so taxing on them and like i said the industry gives low-key we need to rethink this um but yeah well after that that's the last thought i'm going to share on the whole cancellation of cartoons thank you so much for joining me for this episode it's been a pleasure to be your host a blue bar of green soap that's me um 
if you like this episode you can give it a thumbs up or a heart or whatever it is that the streaming platform that you use allows you to do to like to like you know um engage with me or whatever on the most like um you know simplest non-anxiety inducing way like um or if you use the apple podcasts platform you can leave a comment and you can tell me you hate me or you can tell me that you want to like throw me off a cliff and then i'll report your comments um (laughs) or you could send me an email and you could send an email to tuned.out.podgmail.com um if you want me to like read a bit or like if you just want to tell me something or if you have an idea or or if you want to like propose marriage or or um yeah you can you can email me and and i will definitely respond because i am desperate for attention um thank you so much for joining me for a new episode and i'll see you next time